Welcome to the Coach's Table Podcast, where coaches come to grow personally and professionally through real-world application and online education. What is going on, everybody? Wow. Uh, December is here. December is here. And December is here. Wow. It's crazy how fast the fall flies by. Uh, when you have so much going on and when you have all the fun sports to watch, which is really cool and fun. Um, and that's always a great time. So it's crazy. Christmas is here. I don't know about you guys, but Christmas music is literally the best. Uh, I don't think you can get any better than Christmas music and everybody kind of wants to have it. Uh, and I talk about doing it all the time, but man, there's nothing better than sitting there in an evening with some snow drizzling, with some candles burning, and the Christmas music is on with some Christmas uh, movies, and you're just hanging out with friends and family. If you're lucky enough, you got a fireplace going, all of that. It's great. I love it. A huge Christmas fan. I love Christmas. Um, I'm in the South, so I don't get the snow, which sucks because all I want to do right now is go snowboarding. That is all I want to do. Um, but right now it'll suffice with, with me not going until, till later, but I love being out on the mountain. There's one thing about me. I picked it up probably about four or five years ago. And, uh, I absolutely love it going out on the mountain, everything about snowboarding, staying at cabins and going out, having a good time, boarding all day and hanging out with your friends and stuff. It's awesome. It's so much fun. If you've never done it, I would highly recommend that you do do it. Don't ski because skiers are different. They're different. So snowboard, be cool. Be cool and snowboard, okay? Um, all right, hey, guys, look, here's the deal. Today is something new and different, um, which I think is going to be great. I think it's going to be more actionable for you. I love the long podcasts with the guests and everything like that. I love it. It's great. It's awesome. Um, but today is going to be a quick hitter, okay? So what I want to provide you with in this episode or these episodes going forward is tactical, applicable information that you can take and apply. Because I recognize and I understand we don't always have a full hour. We don't always have enough time to listen to a full episode. So I want to give you these quick, hey, these are things that have helped me. These are things that I find beneficial. Apply them, see what you think, and, and, and go from there. Okay, so let's get into it today. I have three tips for you on training in season because a lot of teams are in season right now. I have three tips on training in season that I think are beneficial for you. If you are implementing them, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Congratulations. If you are not, then I think this is a great opportunity for you to start to implement them because a lot of teams are in season right now or they're just finishing up or they're about to go in season. And the best thing to do before you go in season is to actually plan for what you think may occur. So um, let's get started. Let's rock and roll. Before that, guys, look, if you enjoy these episodes, leave a review. That's the number one thing I ask and tell a friend. Okay. If you do those two things, I would be very appreciative to you. I will owe you a coffee if you do those. So I appreciate that very much. All right. So number one, tip number one, let's get right into it. First and foremost, if you are not testing your athletes, I think you need to test your athletes in season. You are missing a massive boat for improvement if you're not testing in season. And what does testing look like? 
Um, that looks like whether that's force deck, that could be speed testing as well. Um, if you have a hand dynamometer, I think that's awesome as well. Um, but any way that you can show improvement, um, any way that you can show readiness, freshness, and reduced level of fatigue, because we know that a, the team that's fresher has a higher probability of winning. The team that is fresher has a higher probability of winning. And the reason for that is because when you are fresh, your central nervous system is fresh, you're not fatigued, you are recovered, is that you can make decisions faster, you can make decisions better, so you can make better decisions, you can visualize and see things better instead of in a state of fatigue and chaos, and you can execute your skills better. Okay, you can do all those under a state of freshness. You're faster, you can jump higher, you're stronger, etc. Now, that's not the tip, that's just an extra thought process. The tip is this reduce your number of reps, but add sets. One of the big things we see in season and with coaches is that they love to stay in this six to eight to 10 to 12 ish range. And I'm not saying don't ever do that, but what I'm saying is I found a lot of success with athletes in health when you go like five and below, especially in season, five reps and below, especially in season. I really love like twos and threes. If I'm feeling great, then I'll give them a four, like four reps, right? But I really love twos and threes. And the reason for that is because you can, can continue to add load right? Which is great, which is what we want because that helps with tissue resiliency. That helps with a lot of things, strength um, and, and everything from that standpoint. But also what I've noticed is athletes get through the lifts a little bit faster too. And when you're doing all those reps and you're doing three sets of eight, they're just kind of doing reps. They don't really like focus mentally on training. They're just doing them to do them and be done with them. Whereas if you go doubles, triples, singles, um, because there's more weight, they have to mentally focus on the reps in itself. And it's only two, it's only three reps, which is easy for them, easy in regards of like mental focus. Whereas if you're doing eights, tens, twelves, it's just like, they're just ready to be done with it more than anything. So they're just kind of going through the motions. Um, and so I add sets. So it might be five sets of three, five sets of two, six sets of three, which kind of sounds like a lot, but they go through those sets a lot faster. I don't want to say a lot faster, but they go through them faster. And you're getting a lot of things from a strength coach perspective that we want um, to help them with that. Right. And so I think that's something that's really important. A lot of times coaches are trying to add reps and, and the thing is they go lightweight, more reps, and that's actually more fatiguing for the athlete than more weight, less reps. And you can calculate that out from a load standpoint. You can calculate it out from a multitude of other standpoints. So my recommendation for you on this particular tip is Less reps, more sets. And I think that should be an all year thing personally. Um, but, you know, you do what you wish. But especially in season, I find it best to do less reps and more sets.
Okay, moving on to tip number two. This one I think a lot of people will understand and are probably already doing this. And if you're not, you should definitely implement this. But reducing the range of motion is such a massive benefit for athletes in season because they are moving all the time practice is increased or is is difficult but the really the thing is 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 the game so we want the guys to be fresh right that's the big thing is that you want your athletes to be fresh when it comes time to actually play the game because the freshest team has the highest probability of winning the game and so in order to continue to do high outputs in order to continue to help keep your athletes healthy and keep them strong and and doing all the things that you want them to do without breaking down the tissue as much and without causing a mass amount of soreness. One of the big things that uh, I implement is reducing the range of motion. And what allows for you, what this allows for you to do is you can continue to load your athletes, which is a good thing, um, which is great. It helps keep them healthy, which is another benefit, but it also helps them feeling strong and keeping their tissues resilient. Now, that doesn't mean every single exercise needs to have a reduced range of motion. Maybe some of your accessories, you're doing full ranges of motion um, and then doing other stuff with that. But also um, on the main compound movements that I really like to program, they're doing reduced ranges of motion. or we are unloading an eccentric and only focusing on the concentric or whatever the thing that we're trying to manipulate, the variable that we're trying to manipulate um, is something that's really important to us. And a lot of people really kind of struggle with that, which is interesting, but reducing the range of motion has helped my athletes tremendously. Um, And it's something that they really enjoy. It's something that I've seen a lot of success in. And if you aren't doing that, especially in the in season, I would highly recommend for that to, for you to do that really. Um, And then number three, and one that I love, but people struggle with this one too, is before we even get into number three, here's the, one of the things that you should be doing too. If you aren't consistently testing your athletes in season, uh, whether that's with four stacks, whether that's with VBT, sprinting, whatever the case may be, I think you are missing the boat um, really badly because the weight on the bar is cool and we can talk about that all we want. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, are you moving the needle? Like, are you moving the needle? And if not, are we just adding fatigue for the sake of adding fatigue? And what you see a lot of times is like athletes will train four days a week, or I've noticed this a lot, four days a week, five days a week. um, And they do the physical component of things, right? So if you understand the four coactive model, you'll know that there's the physical, the psychological, technical, and technical, and they all encompass like player health, right? What I see a lot of times with athletes that aren't getting playing time, that aren't the guy, that aren't you know, getting what they want out of it is they hyper-focus on the physical component, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's also the thing that may be stopping them from getting on the court, the field, et cetera. 
And it's really interesting to see the more that I look at this and the more I kind of like break things down is a lot of times it's, it's, they hyper-focus on the physical realm because maybe it's a, a thing that shows like I'm doing work, I'm getting better, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting leaner, um, which is all great. Don't get me wrong. And like you need that. And the physical component is definitely there. But a lot of times if they aren't playing, it could be other things besides they aren't physically prepared for the game, right? And so you have to ask yourself, like, do you just need more skill work? Do you need to understand the game better? Do you need to be able to see the, the court, the field better? Do you need to understand the offense better? Do you need to try harder on defense? Do you need – like, there's so many other things that come into play uh, as to why an athlete may or may not be particularly getting playing time. But a lot of times you'll see them hyper-focus on the physical realm, which, again, is not a bad thing, but you have to ask yourself, is that what's going to help them get on the court, the field, whatever? Is that what's going to help them get playing time? Maybe, maybe not, right? And so it's okay to have that conversation to say, hey, you don't lack the physical capacity to play. You obviously are there. You have that component of it what you need work on is x tactically you need to work on x technically you need to get off the ball you need to you know whatever the case may be um and when i say get off the ball i mean like pass the ball more or understand how to let the game come to you or um understand how your role fits into everything right and maybe this year just isn't your year and you need more development great so let's continue to push the physical capacity um, or the physical preparation or your physical element while getting better at your tactical and technical. And so a lot of them struggle with that um, because they just, the, the physical is the easy to see. And I love it because as strength coaches, we're all like, yeah, come work on the physical thing because that's, you know, our domain, right? But we have to ask ourselves, is, is that what's pushing the needle? Right. Um, or is it, hey, you're training three, four days a week, which is more than enough and more than sufficient in season. Let's get you better at studying more film. Let's get you better at, hey, when you're in the game, can you recognize the situations and where you need to make a pass? Because that's probably more important and going to benefit the team more so than if you add five pounds to your bench right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of understand those two. If an athlete's adding five pounds to a bench in season, which is cool. But like, is that benefiting the team and does that contribute to wins and losses? Maybe, maybe not. Or would it be better if they spent more time trying to understand um, when they're in a situation in a game, they should make X decision instead of Y because that flows with the offense better or, or hey, when you're switching on defense or whatever the case may be, that stuff probably has a larger impact than an athlete adding five pounds to the bench in season. I'm not against that. I'm just saying understand what moves the needle more, right? Um, for from an athletic perspective, in regards of like, are you going to help the team? Um, you know, from from that standpoint, because a lot of athletes will think I'm not playing because I don't have the capacity, I don't have the physical preparation, etc., to be on the court. And that may be true for some of them, but that probably isn't true for most of them, right? So just kind of understand that a little tangent. It's just something to wrap our brains around as strength coaches, because yeah, we love guys in the weight room. I think that's why a lot of us became strength coaches in the first place is like, Hey, we want to 
we want to be in the weight room too. We like lifting weights. It's easy. We can lift, you know, we're strong, etc. But part of our role, part of our job as the team it, inside the team is to help the team. And so we have to ask ourselves the question as well. It's like, Hey, if this guy who's six, seven, eight off the bench or is a second stringer or whatever the case may be, if they add five pounds to their bench in season or their squat or their reverse laundry, whatever exercise it is, is that going to benefit the team right now? Maybe, maybe not. Or, <laughs> hey, you need to make this better decisions. You need to be able to recognize the situations. You need to be able to understand where we're at in these games and how you can impact them. So if you do get minutes and even if they're low, you can make the right decisions rather than just trying to do something yourself and prove to other people, hey, you're capable. Um, so that's those are conversations that uh, you should be having with not only your coaches, but those athletes as well, because I'm sure you have a couple of athletes that are really hyper-focusing on the physical component in season, um, which may or may not be the needle to push during that point in time. Okay, sorry, a little, little side tangent, um, but I hope that makes sense to you because it's something that I see and have seen for a while. Um, and we just have to ask her, we just have to be honest with ourselves, right? That's, that's really what it is. Okay. The last one, the last tip, third tip in regards of how can we adjust our in-season training? One that I love, one that's my go-to, especially for athletes in season, um, is adding isometrics. And it's something that I think should be in your programs all year personally, but a lot of times what occurs is we don't do ISOs in season. And the reason why I'm a big fan of them in season is because it obviously helps the tendons. It obviously helps um, that component, the joints, to help them feel better. But you can also do them on the road, and they don't require that much equipment. And it's a low cost, i.e. it doesn't add that much fatigue. It doesn't require athletes to be in there for 50 minutes an hour. But if you come in and you hit two, three sets, four sets of ISOs, and you're putting a high output out, you are helping them maintain and get stronger while hopefully helping their joints feel good too, helping their tendons feel good, which is something that's really important given the field or court or the surface area in which you play on. And then also you can get them in and get them out rather quickly, which is stuff that is really what you want. Hey, come in, let's hit 30 minutes, 40 minutes and bounce. Um, and you can get a lot of good work done in that time frame while doing this stuff that helps keep them healthy. It also, one thing that I've noticed is that when you do more ISOs is that it shows more on four stack testing. And what I mean by that is like your level of differential in regards of where you were at compared to where you are at isn't as great because you're continuing to stimulate the central nervous system. You're continuing to stimulate those muscles and everything that goes along with that. And so then when you do put force into the ground, cause that's what ISOs are like you're putting force into the ground when you jump, when you do IMTPs, et cetera, your differences aren't that great. And so it's something that I've had a benefit of seeing and something that I've seen like, cool, we're getting better by doing less. 
and that's great. Or not always constantly loading and concerned about the the the, the weight on the bar. Um, and so that's something that I've had a lot of benefit with, um, something that I've seen and will continue to do. So if you are not doing those three, then I think that's stuff that you should highly consider uh, in regards of tactical components of like, hey, I should add some isometrics, I should reduce the range of motion, and then test my athletes and I should add sets, not reps. Those are kind of put it all together, add sets, not reps, reduce range of motion and increase weight, which is a good thing. And then add isometrics. And if you do that, let me throw a bonus one in for you too. One that I've been experimenting with this year is um, not programming more than two compound lifts a day. And I found that to be extremely beneficial. Uh, Athletes feel really good. And you hit two compound movements where we're still getting big uh, muscle groups. And then I don't want to say a lot of accessories, but a decent amount of them. And it's done really well. Uh, They feel great. Strength's gone up. Cool. But primarily their readiness is continuously there. So we're still getting what we want as strength coaches, but we aren't overstimulating. We aren't annihilating our athletes. We aren't making them so sore they can't play the game. So I've been limiting my major compound movements to two per session. um, And it's worked out pretty well so far, knock on wood. Um, But that's a bonus for you. So I hope you guys got something from this. If you guys did this little quick hitter, do us a huge favor and um, share the show. That's the only way the show grows. So if you guys got benefit from this small, quick tactical episodes, things that I've found to be helpful for me that hopefully can be helpful for you as well. Uh, do us a huge favor, share the show, okay? That's all that we ask, and that's the only way the show grows. Um, want to say can, thank you for continuing to listen, and do us a huge favor and leave a review. That's the biggest thing. If you could leave us a review, that would be awesome because that tells other coaches, that tells other people that this is important and it's worth their time of listening to. So if you would do that, that would be much, much appreciated. Uh, catch you all on the next one.